Coming up, a rebuttal to my takes on camping and camp cooking. That's next on The Rock Fight. This episode of The Rock Fight is brought to you by Gear Trade. Since 1999, GearTrade.com has been your go-to home for unnew outdoor gear and apparel. You know you have that jacket, pack, or tent that has been left out of your past few adventures. Why not load it all in a box and let Gear Trade sell it for you? Heck, they'll even send you a box and a free shipping label. It's that easy to get cash money for all the stuff you're not using. Head to GearTrade.com and click on the Sell Your Gear tab to learn more. GearTrade.com This episode of The Rock Fight is brought to you by Long Weekend Coffee. With four varieties of beans, Long Weekend is the best coffee to start your outdoor adventures every day, not just on the weekend. Head to longweekend.coffee and be sure to enter promo code ROCK10 for 10% off of your first order. Long Weekend Coffee. More weekend, please. We're also brought to you by Rock Fight, the home of The Rock Fight. Head to rockfight.co for every episode of this show. You can listen to all of them. You can even read my hot takes if that's more your style. Rockfight.co is your new hub for outdoor content. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. Over the course of this podcast, there have been two episodes where I pick at some of the more basic tenets of camping. On one, I talked about how I prefer my bed or hotel to camping, should the opportunity exist. And on the other, I battled with my podcast partner, Justin Hausman, about how big complex camp meals are overrated. And I've linked both of those episodes in the show notes if you want to catch up. But the gist of it all is that I see camping as a necessary evil when it comes to other adventures. There are times when if one wants to see or do something, they have to go to places where camping is a necessity. But all things being equal, I'd rather be in my own bed. Well, my overall camping takes and vibe found its way up to Matt Little, and Matt is a bigwig at Snow Peak USA. And most of the time, I'm not sure I'd be interested in a rebuttal to one of my takes from a specific brand, but Snow Peak is the brand when it comes to camping. They've been around since 1958 and, well, hold on, I'll just let Matt tell you. Yeah, I work for Snow Peak. Uh, Snow Peak is a Japanese camping brand and we were founded in 1958 in the mountains of Northwest Japan. We were actually founded as a mountaineering company. Our, our founder was the early generation of Japanese high altitude mountaineers. And, but our founder's son, Toru uh, Yamai, he came to the U.S. as a college student. And uh, as part of his time here, he um, got invited to go on a road trip to uh, hit up the national parks. And so he spent a month camping in beautiful places, which was like a revelation to him. And he came back and to Japan and said, Dad, uh, I experienced this thing in the US that got me close to nature. Um, it's called car camping. And I think we should start making car camping products. We make things that are um, uh, well-built, uh, look good, function perfectly, and last long enough for you to pass on to your kids. So yeah, Snow Peak and Matt have some cred, and now Matt is looking to pick a rock fight with me over my camping opinions. So he's here today, and he's going to do his best to convince me why camping rules, and I have to say, he's got his work cut out for him. I'm Colin True. welcome back to The Rock Fight, and today is a rebuttal to my views on camping and camp cooking as we dig into the question, can camping be comfortable with Matt Little? All right, we're here with Matt Little from Snow Peak USA. Matt, welcome to the show. How are things going up in Portland? Hey, Colin, doing great. Yeah, it's a sunny day, uh, right before Memorial Day weekend. We made a, a genius decision as a company a couple of years ago to give our employees the Friday before Memorial Day and the Friday before Labor Day off. So we're all on the edge of a four-day weekend to kick off summer. 
and uh, I'm heading out camping. Exactly. Where right. are you going camping? Sisters, Oregon, Central Oregon. Going right down. on. So family and friends going to ride some bikes and cook some good meals and hang out. We're recording this on May 25th. How how's the snow in Oregon now? Is it, is it pretty? Is it receded out that way? Um, when you get up to the higher elevations, there's still quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had a, a a blessed year for snow. If you like, um, if you <laughs> like skiing, and if you dislike forest fires, uh, <laughs> this past year really worked out for us. <laughs> well, so let's get into what we wanted to chat about today. So, and obviously, I want to kind of get into anything I say that's shitty uh, about camping. Uh, that's uh, the notion is everyone should do what they like. Uh, but yeah. I'm actually really excited. I like having people on with opposing points of view. I think. Sometimes in our little industry, which I love, we get a little too nice. Like, let's talk about, you know, we're allowed to disagree and kind of hash it out as long as it's done respectfully and and for fun. Um, but hey, look, if you enjoy hauling a home's worth of stuff into a campsite and living there for a few days, that's amazing. And you should do that. Yep. But so let's set the stakes, though. Like, I don't I don't hate camping at all. I, I actually I love camping. But I, I like it as an extension of another adventure. Right. I like to say we're going to do this thing. Okay, and because of where we're going to do it or what we're going to do, it makes sense if we camp before, after, for a few days, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's like the Everest base camp mindset of like, you're going to go there, you're going to set up shop, and then when you're done with your adventure, you're going to leave. Mm-hmm. So you work for a brand whose mission basically says camping rules, and that's and camping is the thing. So I guess let's start, like, sell me, like, tell me about that. Tell me like, what, what is it about camping as the primary activity that kind of gets you fired up for that? Yeah, uh, you know, camping um, can be an incredible home base for uh, uh, additional adventures, right? Um, And a lot of us do that. A lot of us at Snow Peak do that. A lot of Snow Peak um, fans do that. But if that's the only reason to camp, the premise there, right, is that, hey, if, if you don't mountain bike or if you don't hike or if you don't fish, then you don't camp. That that is not necessarily welcoming uh, the broader spectrum of people who want to spend time outside. I think um, I don't know, man. I think the outdoor industry has been telling stories around what camping um, is and who it's for for a really long time, and um, those have been stories around it being um, roughing it or mm-hmm. doing without. You know, um, it's character building. Right. Um, <laughs> and if you have, you know, bad gear and terrible food and and um, uncomfortable uh, clothing and equipment, um, sure, that is exactly what it's going to be like. But there, there's an alternative there where camping um, is comfortable. Mm-hmm. Camping is uh, uh, social, where camping is um, delicious where camping is uh, restorative. And that's a version of camping that Snow Peak really stands for. Where's the line between like camping and getting all those things and then getting into exorbitant, right? Because I was watching a video you guys put out, the Camp and Comfort Snow Peak style camping. Great video, by the way. I don't know who made that for you. If you guys did it in-house, beautiful video. Really, like, like all kidding aside, like captured the aesthetic really you know sold the activity sold the products all those things well thanks that, shout out to our brand team we do do it in-house wow nice job all right well done wait there's a there's a uh, don't outsource folks hire good people uh so is that joshua tree by the way is that where you guys it do that joshua it'll, it'll take j tree okay exactly right now so i i noticed that and i was watching it and it's like yeah but like i, I kind of kept a running diary as i was watching it sort of like a la early 2000s dvds 
and yep. like director's commentary. Yeah. And like some of my notes were like, I get it. And like, you're presenting the best of what it can be, but I'm like a morning fire. Like that's just, that's so much work. You have to put it out before you go do anything fun. Right. Then you cut mm -hmm. immediately the bacon and French toast. I love bacon. I love French toast like a lot, but that they're, they're greasy. They're a pain to clean up. Right. Everyone's yep. wearing a puffy sitting down at a, at a breakfast table I don't know if you have to wear a puffy. I feel like this is a let's get up, make coffee, eat a pro bar and get after it so we can warm up kind of breakfast. Yep. So I understand you're, show, you're showcasing the brand, but it is also like, man, it just seems like that's a that's like, well, stay in a hotel right. <laughs> if you want to go have breakfast and like chill out and that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Is Is there a line? Is that just more like, hey, we're showing you what can be and you find the level of comfort that you want within that uh that time that framework or are you like no 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 we really i prefer to sit up and sit up set up shop under a cliff and at j tree you know it's funny uh, i think there's a lot of people over the years who have um described snow peak's design sensibility as minimalist and that's probably accurate you know except our, me our, apparently <laughs> uh, um, well i'd say our design sensibilities right like our products are often oh right sure kind of stripped down of things that are unnecessary um and are really kind of minimalist and elegant, but our camping yeah. style is maybe what I would describe as maximalist. Um, you know, it, camping, there's no no question around it. Camping, especially if you want to camp in a way that you have all the things that are going to keep you comfortable. Mm -hmm. it, it, it is a bit like mobilizing an army, right? There's a lot of stuff that you got to take with you. Yeah. Um, but but we'd argue, you know, that, that, that is worth it, you know, to be able to go outside and um, uh, be comfortable and have distinct spaces for sleeping and cooking and relaxing um, that uh, are are designed with those things in mind rather than an afterthought yeah. um, is going to make people enjoy the activity more and want to stay there longer. And and for us, it's no peak. That's that's intentional, right? Like here here's what we believe, and I'm going to get a little philosophical here for a second. Uh, the modern world is wildly convenient. But that convenience um, comes at a price. And one of those prices is uh, an almost complete disconnection from the natural world. We are in danger of becoming the world's first indoor species. And we weren't, we didn't evolve for that. Uh, you know, human beings spend 95% of our time indoors. Um, and we literally spent hundreds of thousands of years evolving, spending 100% of our time outdoors, like every other species on this planet. And our disconnection from the natural world isn't the um, only uh, root of <laughs> stressors of modern life, let's call it that, but it's mm -hmm. definitely a fundamental one. So for us, um, we want, we see camping as an opportunity to reconnect with the natural world and be not just on top of nature or doing things against nature, but being mm -hmm with nature right so if we're encouraging people to do that go and spend time and be with nature um and if we believe it's fundamentally good for them we want them to do it more often for more for longer periods of time well if you want somebody to do something somebody to do something often and for long periods of time they dang well better be comfortable right yeah, yeah. <laughs> it should be comfortable it should be delicious it should be dare i say stylish <laughs> right. We, we, we love a bike that looks good in the industry. We love a ski that looks good. We love a puffy or a, or a Gore-Tex shell that looks good. Why should mm -hmm. the campsite look good? Right. So um, for us, we design things that function perfectly uh, uh, and look great and keep people really, really comfortable while they're spending time in nature, which is what we evolved to do. 
there is almost a little do we you know do we think too much of our own comfort and almost on to the point where we should just go all in with what you what you're proposing because like a typical backcountry setup not that comfortable really like you know kind of a crappy little tent not a lot of room you know uh a sleeping pad that sometimes isn't as long as your body like all those things so there is something to be said for if you're gonna go do it in a way that you're not ruining your outside experience but you're also taking what you do know love love about like you know the way you live your life and taking that with you so i could totally see that as a point of view yeah, yeah, that, that I think that that's exactly right. Like, let's take some of the creature comforts that we um, that we appreciate about home, but let's bring it to a place that's a heck of a lot more natural and and dare I say, like a heck of a lot more human. You know, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, now I don't want to like you know throw any shade at uh, ultralight camping or, or or minimalism in the outdoors. This isn't a zero sum game, right? Um, right, right. But there, I, I think. The in you know to look at things through an industry lens. The industry for so long has told stories about who goes outside, and when they go outside, they're doing hard athletic, oh, yeah. kind of almost like a you know like aesthetic, like in a monk like way. And they mostly look like you and me, right? Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and and so you know if that's what a, a whole culture says, well, this is what going outside um, looks like, and who it's for, and what they do. Mm-hmm. Whole bunch of people are going to look at that and say, "Well, then I'm not outdoors. Outdoors isn't for me." And what what I think Snowpeak um, uh, proposes is, a, I'd say, like a, a radically more inclusive version of going outside. There are a lot of people who are like, "Oh, I, if that's what going outside looks like, cooking delicious meals in a really beautiful setup and hanging out with your friends, right. I'm in. I'm outdoorsy, right?" <laughs> Um, and, and, and what I love about that is that it's it's inclusionary and not exclusionary because I, I ride a lot of bikes. I do a lot of skiing and I'm stoked on a super comfortable, beautiful campsite with delicious food. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> there's a lot of people who don't do those things, but they're going to say, oh, I really love being comfortable and eating delicious food and being in a stylish environment next to nature. I, I'm Let's go. Some of this definitely stems from you said you said at the beginning that you're you're a father. Don't know how old your kid? How old are your kids? I have two boys, thirteen and sixteen. Okay, okay. So I have a seventeen year old and I have two twelve year olds. Okay. So I think some of my hesitation on the camping side of this is is mostly I'm, I you know because I become the guy who sets up camp and cooks dinner totally. and and I hate that. <laughs> and I and uh, I actually with, with my co-host who's on sometimes uh, Justin Hausman who writes for Retro Journal he's a big camp like a cooking guy he loves to cook in the backcountry and I'm like fuck that man like bring, bring me the Chipotle burrito that I brought with me and I am happy as a pig and shit I do not right. need to get into you know prepping and cooking and now I got mess to clean up and everything and so it doesn't really now if somebody wants to do that for me I yeah. happily will go along and be like that. My, we, I uh, was bikepacking a couple of weeks ago in Utah with some buddies and my one friend, Bryce, he's one of those guys too. He makes the best breakfast burritos, not camp breakfast, but like just the best breakfast burritos. Yeah. And we kicked off our adventure with just these killer breakfast burritos. And I was so happy he's there, but yeah. not to the point where I would have invested the time or energy into making those myself. You know what I mean? So maybe, maybe some of my, uh, surliness here is, is, is related to, I just don't feel like working at I'm, I'm, too many years of being a parent, maybe. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand that. And I think, you know, it, it again, you know, there's there's not one right or wrong version of this. Sure. Right. 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 But here's I guess what I'd say is like if if you enjoy cooking at home, you're probably going to enjoy cooking in camp. If you don't enjoy cooking at home, you're probably not going to enjoy. See, cooking I do camp. enjoy cooking at home. Really? Yeah. <laughs> See, for me, like the the I think I love cooking. It's a huge mm-hmm. part of what I do for my family. And, and it makes me really happy. Every part of it. Right. Thinking about what I'm going to cook, shopping for the things I'm going to cook cooking the thing and then enjoying it with my family and friends. I'd get to do all those things Mm -hmm. in a more beautiful environment than my kitchen. That's pretty great. Like, you know, the breeze is going by, my kids are happy and running around. I hear just joy all all around the place. My wife's by the fire. Like that's a great place to cook for me. Right. But I absolutely understand that, but I I, I might not do that if I've just run through 10 hours of, of, (laughs) athletic activity i'm probably going to want to (laughs) he's got the bike okay uh matt let's go time to start cooking you know yeah yeah, exactly right i think you are right about everything tastes more delicious outside uh that's a a, i'd say a truism that a lot of us know and and, um a delicious meal tastes extra delicious outside and so if you've got the time and the inclination um we argue that it's pretty worth it but back to what you're saying about kind of the industry i've I've sort of long believed and i worked at the industry for a long time i worked at different brands and then i got to work at a textile manufacturer so i got to kind of sit with all of the brands on on the apparel side and you know things have not to your point about the 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 evolution i want to you'd like to see in in the the more welcoming atmosphere and i think the brands need to do a better job of that because the you start with um companies who are kind of being who are innovating through technology who are really changing things or taking a group of people who wanted ways to go outside and do things you know be able to be outside you know longer and more comfortably and safer and outdoor enthusiasts and all this new technology gives you that but hasn't really changed much in the last 20 plus years it was kind of the end of the 90s was like the last really big innovations of that and there's been iterative stuff sure. and now it's still kind of marketed and sold the same way to your point about it's not sold through experience which i think it should be because then you do create a more welcoming thing like hey do you want to have this kind of experience versus hey this tech tea you know migrates moisture 0.2 percent better than the last tech tea which yeah. still feels like we're kind of in that world yeah um so I don't know if like, you know, I think that's kind of what you're talking about. And I don't know if that is there anything in your lineage. I know the uh, Snow Peak is a Japanese brand originally, right? So around since the 50s. So I don't know. Is that is that is that kind of style of camping? Is that is it a little different? Does it come from the background? Is there a correlation there or am I kind of trying to connect two dots that don't really connect? No, you're, you're actually very much on to something. Right. So like market research where they talk to people. In the U.S., they say, "Okay, what are the activities that you do when when camping?" I think the top activities in the U.S. If you ask somebody, "What do you do when you're camping?" It's like, um, uh, like hiking and fishing. Right. Um, uh, if you ask the same question in Japan, it's cooking <laughs> and relaxing, <laughs> um, and, relaxing and socializing. <laughs> what you is know, that uh, word? Relaxing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So the um, the the Japanese style of camping in general is um, pretty communal. Um, mm-hmm. and definitely um uh all about food um you know i i like to say snow peak's the foodiest brand in the outdoor industry but the reason that we are is that you know uh the country that we come from so much of what's associated with the activity of camping is Mm -hmm. cooking great meals and then sharing them with the people you came with and even sharing them with campers in other campsites it's it's when i went to our (laughs) factory for the first time um the the head of manufacturing showed me this tiny little sierra cup right you know those like classic backpackers cups yeah yeah 
This one was maybe like an inch and a half, two inches across in diameter. And um, I thought it was a Christmas ornament. I was like, that is adorable. It's a Christmas ornament, right? And he's like, no, 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 no. This is what you carry around the campsite um, so, so that other people in their campsites can give you a bite of what they're eating. But it's only, you know, a couple bite sized because it would be huh. rude, rude to eat all of their meal, right? And like, it's literally a huge part of of, of the, the community side of camping over there is actually like um, being generous with other campers in the campsite. So, you know, Snow Peak style of camping, um, uh, you know, evolved over the years in just response to that kind of cultural landscape. And I don't know, I think it's a, a really refreshing point of view on camping for the, for right. the US side of things. And it's been really a delight to bring into life. Yeah, I think you can tell that my outdoor upbringing was like, you know, the 90s era of like, you know, we're, I'm going to go win at outdoorsy stuff, you know. Totally. So it's uh... I know that <laughs> <laughs> no. it's like I'm going to win. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, well, take me through it. So you're going camping this weekend. Are you are you going camping for the sake of camping? Are you what do you, what do you have going on? We are going camping for the sake of camping. We are also going camping for uh, the sake of a mountain bike race with friends and family. Um, right. Yeah, we're I'm racing. My wife's racing. My kids racing. Our friends are racing. Um, our friend kids friends are racing. So it's definitely a, a community outing and. Um, uh, so yeah, we'll be doing some activities during the day, but mountain bike race is one day we're camping for four. So nice. lots, lots of great meals, lots of, relaxing. so you get to have fun and win it the outdoors. This is, this yeah, is a win. Yeah. This is a, a combo trip. All right. So walk me through your campsite. You're going to be up there four days, one day you're racing. You got four days of just hanging out of camp. What's your setup? What's it going to look like? Well, we are camping in the snow peak style. Um, and, uh, the, the first part of like a snow peak style setup is that you're going to have tent and tarp or tent and shelter. What that creates, right. Is separate spaces for like sleeping mm -hmm. and then separate spaces for like socializing, cooking, eating, and relaxing. Um, not unlike the home. Right. Um, I think a lot of uh, folks like notion of camping is there's a tent and it's crammed full of everything. And then there's a picnic table with all the stuff piled up on it. Right. <laughs> and we're Wait, little, that's not camping. <laughs> well, a lot of people know that as camping. That's, that's we're what a little, I think. Yeah. We're a little bit more tidy. If it's order. not on the table, then it's in a bin next yeah, to the table, exactly you know, right, like, <laughs> exactly, right, exactly right. So yeah, we're, we, we've got a pretty uh, sweet snow peak set up and, um, uh, it, uh, plenty of space for the kids, plenty of space for the grownups, plenty of space for delicious food, plenty, plenty of, plenty of space to, uh, to unwind. I want to ask you about your menu, but tell me about, well, so why do you need the space for socializing versus like just sitting out around the campfire? You know, like you have a sleeping quarters and then just like, a, you know, usually you're just sitting outside. I mean, obviously inclement weather, but if, I guess that's a spot you're, you are in the Northwest and you might, it might get some showers, right? Yeah, that's so. exactly right. Right. Like if it's shade, if it's really, really sunny, yeah. Um, shelter if it's windy or if it's rainy all right um, having that option of a space to go that's not just sitting in the tent on top of your sleeping bags yeah doesn't mean you don't go sit outside by the fire of course you right do. right but, you know again we want to be prepared to be out there for a bunch of days and we don't know what the weather's going to throw at us so all right well t walk me through your menu menu um we are doing uh peanut noodles with like an indonesian chicken satay one what? night yeah that was the wife's request we're doing another night where we're doing kind of more like Italian style mixed grill. So a lot of grilled vegetables and um, some sausages from a pretty nice market up here in Portland. And uh, that's as far as the menu's gotten. We've thought out two nights tonight. Uh, we're planning all the rest of it and I'll do all the shopping tomorrow morning. 
So I'll be the guy rolling in with like my Jersey mics and like a six pack of, you know, Rainier, you know, like, Hey, yeah. can I sit down next to you guys? Get in well, on that. Like, sure, you got half of my sub. <laughs> <laughs> and delicious coffee. That's the other thing. You got to have great coffee when you camp. Well, I mean, come on, that goes. Now I will defend um, for backcountry. Backcountry coffee options have gotten better. I think, for I think sure. the, you know, not to throw too much love towards a giant corporation but the starbucks via era because i was always just an instant coffee guy and then you realize that like okay especially that second third morning when you just need something hot and but you know I, if you got that I, set up i got you going french press or you going pour over what do you, how do you do your coffee yeah i in camp i tend to do an aero press oh right on okay my, my go-to it's easy to clean up and makes a great cup of coffee pretty fast totally um, yeah no peak makes what we call a field barista set and uh it's a really awesome precision grinder so you can still do fresh ground beans and then uh, a nice kettle that kind of mimics the, it's not a gooseneck but it mimics the action of the gooseneck so you can get a good pour um and then yeah i prefer the aeropress all right let's take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about the campground you bought up in washington Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to play what is on GearTrade.com right now. Since 1999, GearTrade has been your first stop to buy or sell gear and get ready for your next outdoor adventure. Right now, I'm heading to GearTrade.com to look for my favorite deal of the day. Now remember, things move quickly around here. By the time you get here, these items could be gone, so don't wait around. Okay, first up, do you wear a women's size eight and a half? Because I am looking at a brand new, never been worn, eight and a half Saucony Jazz 81s in white, an absolute classic, get these now. Next, are you planning some backpacking trips this summer? Because you're going to want this Mountain Hardware Trango 2 Expedition Tent. Brand new and listed on GearTrade.com at $513.76 that usually retails for $900? Come on now. Lastly, even though it's summer, it can still get cold in camp, especially for your little ones. So pick up this North Face Andes Down Jacket. It's a girl's medium for $39.60. It usually retails for $99. If you're wondering where these deals come from, they come from you. Gear Trade makes everything so easy. They'll even pay for your shipping and send you a box to load up that pile of gear you have lingering in your garage and turn it into cash money. So, if you're looking for that crucial piece of gear or apparel for your next adventure, or want to make some room in your gear closet, or both, there is only one solution, GearTrade.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, before we get going, uh, tell me what you have going up uh, in Long Beach, Washington. I've, I've been up that way. It's a very cool little t- coastal town. Kind of doesn't get the love maybe a lot of other western Washington towns get, but uh, I hear you guys have some interesting, interesting things going on up there. Yeah, we do indeed. And shout out to Long Beach Peninsula and Pacific County in general. It is yeah. one of the special places of the Pacific Northwest Coast. And you're right. Maybe maybe not enough people go there, but I think that's going to change. Yeah, we bought a campground uh, and we're rethinking the campground for the modern era. You know, most um, most campgrounds or a lot of campgrounds haven't really been rethought or redesigned since the cold war and uh as we've seen the outdoor space like outdoor hospitality really evolve with concepts like right getaway or auto camp or under canvas there's a lot of energy right now in kind of outdoor recreation adjacent hospitality mm-hmm. uh, uh so people are rethinking motels at destination and hotels at destination and what that looks like and feels like, but nobody's really rethought the campground. Um, Yeah. You think like the lodge, is it lodge L O G E those guys, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Yeah, Like they're definitely doing the hotel side. 
Yeah, exactly right. And so for us, it's an opportunity to say, hey, you know, Snow Peaks re rethought camping from the gear side, but gear needs to be used somewhere. And if you have all this great, comfortable gear in a place with terrible bathrooms, for instance, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> there's a little bit of a uh, tension there. And so um, for us, you know, we are um, opening uh, a Snow Peak campground. It's called the Snow Peak Long Beach Camp Field. Um, we've been under design and construction for the past couple of years, um, and it's going to be a pretty special experience. You know, what, what we're trying to do is I like to say democratize the campground. What I mean when I say that is, you know, most campgrounds, if you don't own all the stuff and know what you're doing and feel comfortable and safe doing it, you're probably not going camping, right? Or at least the right. campground. The campground's not helping you go camping. Right. Uh, there's not. There's nothing welcoming or uh, about a campground to somebody who who um, maybe doesn't isn't isn't ready for it. Sure. So for us, what what we're trying to do is say, well, okay, well, if we believe camping's good for everyone, how do we make a campground that's good for everyone? It's a place where maybe you or I, we own our own stuff. We're camping for the thousandth night of our life. All we might need is a site, and maybe we'll swing by the camp store for a beer or a cup of coffee. Great. But if in the campsite next to us is somebody camping for the very first time and they're able to rent gear from us directly at the campground or step into a preset campsite that they've reserved in advance and that we've yeah. got for them and we have staff, we're right there to teach them how to camp and how to fall in love with camping. If the same campground has the guy on his thousandth night and the person on their first and both yeah. of them say, wow, that was one of the best nights camping I've ever been to or one of the best campgrounds that, that I could imagine, then we win. Right. I kind of think this is and I'll tell me if this is a bridge too far, but this feels like it's important even on the sustainability front, because I think, you know, one of the issues the industry faces is on the sustainability front is we're making way too much stuff and none of it, not enough of it's being consumed. And then the stuff that is being consumed, there's no plan for the end of its life. Right. Yeah. And then on the other side, and back to my point about technical innovations, you have you can have a you can get a competent kit that will work for you if you're that first time camper at a Walmart, right? You can, it to be poorly made and poorly produced and all those things. But right now, to your point with what exists in the world, if you want to go camping and you've never done it before, that's what I would probably do. Like, I don't know if I'm going to do this ever again. Why am I going to go drop, you know, 10 grand on a camping setup when I can do like I can drop $250 and right. get something that'll work. So if I now, again, if I'm somewhat educated on it and be like, hey, I can go to this place check out camping, see something interesting. Oh, they're going to provide me the gear too. And yep. then see, then know like, okay, now I know what I like. Now I'm a little bit more of at least an educated consumer when I go to buy my own stuff afterwards, or maybe I don't like it at all and I don't want to camp ever again. And then now I didn't just waste money on some really bad stuff, uh, you know, at Walmart. So yeah, is that, that you think, is there a connection there? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's, if, it's going to serve a lot of purposes, right? Like certainly if you want to demo Snow Peak gear, come camp with us yeah. at our campground where you can use just about anything we make and give it a trial run. And if you like it and you want to commit to a purchase of it, then great. We'll credit you some of those demo fees uh, towards your acquisition of the gear yourself. Right. Um, but uh, uh, I think that there's also a space for like, I own a lot of gear and sometimes I don't want to travel with all of it. Right. Right, right. I think yes. a lot of people are going to be like, hey, I'm super stoked to camp in an elaborate snow peak setup and not have to pack <laughs> all the stuff. I own a lot of stuff, but I'm, Yo, a I'm a backpacker, right? I typically right. backpack. I, I don't really need a big car camping setup, but I don't, you know, I'm also not going to go to this campground with my tiny micro, like two pound tent either. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly right. So we're, we're, we're super excited to open a campground that's maybe meet, rethought for the modern era. 
It's got um, a few nice touches to it. Uh, certainly our bathrooms are uh, clean <laughs> and beautiful. Dishwashing stations at counter height with warm water, right? Like how, how many that's, of us like bent over breaking genius. our back uh, in the, at, at the spigot where you're not supposed to be, but nobody's looking, right? Um, <laughs> It's not potable. No, it's not potable water. It's fine. It's fine. Right. I'm allowed. I'm allowed to wash this here. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, and uh, and then we've also been really intentional around building space for community to happen in spontaneous ways, right? Like when you think about like the campground, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the, the a typical American campground. Everybody there shares a fundamental value, at least one fundamental value, with everybody else who's there, which is like the appreciation of spending time in the outdoors, right? Sure. Chances sure. are you'd probably meet somebody that you like and enjoy spending some time with in, in that environment. But walking into a person's, a stranger's campsite is totally taboo, right? Right. Right. That that's, is true. That's actually a design problem. There's just not like a third space for spontaneous connection to happen. And so we've been really intentional around designing spaces like that within our campground. There's a camp store, uh, which is a Snow Peak store, also a camping general store, but also like a lounge cafe and giant patio where you that's can huge together with other people, right? Um, and then the, the the last piece, you know, we believe that camping is a restorative act, right? It helps mm -hmm. restore the human spirit in a modern world that's kind of grinds against us. With restoration in mind and a nod to our Japanese uh, roots, we built an onsen at the campground, so that's a mm. soaking pools. Um, and sauna and cold plunge, kind of a beautiful facility down by our pond. Um, yeah, it's going to be a pretty special place. It don't underrate the toilets, by the way. You know, I think right. like I think of my family of five and we've you know, we we've done, I feel like a really good job of exposing all of our kids to outdoorsy stuff and but also not overdoing it and inundating them and letting them kind of find the things that they want to like. And I would I can say maybe maybe we should have gone a little harder because there's varying degrees of comfort with where to poop outside. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I've got one kid who's like, I'll dig a hole. I don't care. And I got other kids who are like, no, like I'm going to wait till we get home. So yeah. having a sort of nice uh, like option for that is definitely like don't I wouldn't underrate that as, as an option. all the other things sound great, but I'm kind of focused on the toilets right now. So. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. There are a lot of campgrounds that are in absolutely beautiful places and the bathrooms are just absolutely nasty. And right in the family is going to say, I can't wait to get out of here. And what if they didn't have to say that just by fixing the bathroom problem? Right. right? Um, yeah, we go on river trips and they're like, two of them are afraid of the Groover. I'm like, do you know how awesome the Groover is, man? When are you going to poop and get this view? Like we're in a canyon in like Red Rock country is incredible. Like, but right. yeah. the uh, where's the so from where the campsite is, like how far do you have to walk to get to the ocean? About a quarter it, mile. OK, right on. So you could yeah. you could technically take a board down to the beach from the campsite. You could walk it down or would you yeah, drive absolutely. over? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And we're actually working with the community of Long Beach to create direct pedestrian access from the campground uh, to the Discovery Trail right there on the beach. I don't know, man. I'm starting to picture maybe like a combo bikepacking uh, surf trip, maybe to try this out. I think that that's a great idea. And Pacific County is a pretty awesome place to ride a bike. Well, we've done like kind of three rebuttals. This is the third. And I had uh, Adam Jabber from the Adam Collective came on to tell me why my take on mountain bike suspension was wrong. I largely believe that mountain bike suspension is overrated. I like my rigid bike a lot. I have bikes with suspension, but I think for most people, a rigid bike is actually all anyone actually really needs. I didn't concede in that battle. I, I then Patty O'Connell told me that I really need to get some really large sunglasses that I just think that I know will make me look terrible. And I didn't, I didn't concede in that one. Um, I will concede in this one only to the point where I am being served at one of these campsites. 
I don't want to be the person setting up, breaking down or cooking, but man, would I love to roll into your campsite this weekend and wherever you're going to be in sister's wilderness and have you make me some of that delicious dinner you're talking about making. The invite is open, Colin, to uh, <laughs> camp with us uh, anytime. You can come camping with me. You can come camping with Snow Peak. You can come camp at our new campground. You can come camp with us at the Snow Peak Way, our uh, annual festival of comfortable camping. And well, and my youngest kids are 12, so maybe 10 years from now we'll do a check-in, and I'll be like, oh, my God, I love car. I love this camping setup I have. I can just chill out. I don't have to worry about it. No one's barking at me. So, yeah. yeah exactly right. <laughs> well, it's been a delight, Colin. Thanks for Yeah, your- Matt, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Yeah, cheers. All right, that's our show for today. Big thanks to my guest, Matt Little. You can learn more about Snow Peak USA by heading to snowpeak.com. What are your opinions on camping, car camping, camp cooking, backpacking, sleeping in a truck, whatever? Send all of it to myrockfight at gmail.com so we can discuss your email on a future episode. Today's show was presented by GearTrade. Head to GearTrade.com to buy all the stuff you need for your next adventure and sell the stuff you're no longer using. We're also brought to you by Long Weekend Coffee. Head to longweekend.coffee, enter the promo code ROCK10 and get 10% off your first order. Also brought to you by RockFight. Head over to RockFight.co for all the back episodes of The Rock Fight and to read some of the shorter episodes. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for supporting The Rock Fight. I'm Colin True. We'll see you next time. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight, LLC. Rock Fight!